Let's all go to the lobby, la lobby, la lobby. Let's all go to the What is you start way too fast? I like I can't I like even just like bring the, my hands it's away. Fine. It's you got to be fast. <laughs> you got to be you got to be fast. Uh, my name's Adam Obisius Rodriguez. This is uh, Marco Dupa. What up? If you don't know, and we are here with you for yet another one reel in podcast in October, which means it's going to be a spooky film. Mm. It's also not so sober. Say it, Marco. October. That's right. Uh, and because of that, we have to do a strong boy. We try to we try to keep it. There's no like hard, fast rules here, but we try to keep the ABV above uh, double digit. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Double yeah. digit and above, I should say. Yeah. yeah Sorry yeah. for your UK viewers. Double digit and above. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. So does that mean you technically cussed in the beginning of the. Ooh, you may have to bleep it <laughs> do out. I, do I have to blur that? Yeah, blur it. Um, that being said, Marco, what do we what do we have? What do we have here? Well, uh, this is a uh, a, a, a world renowned Belgian ale, the Straff Hendricks Bruges Quadruple wow. Ale. So a quad is going to get you right in the neighborhood that we want to be. It's true. Eleven <sighs> percent ABV Dangerous. on this guy. Yeah, product of Belgium. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, it's uh, it's 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 um, it's not not a Trappist tale. Just a just a Belgian, just a Belgian strong boy. There's a cold read on it. Do you want to do the cold read, or do you want me to do it? You should do it. Okay. I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> uh, so the cold read goes as follows: For five generations, both the eldest son of the Brewers family and their beers were called Henry or Hendrick. Following the family tradition, this unique quadruple ale is still being brewed according to the original recipe by the, quote, De Havman family brewery, uh, which has been located in the historical heart of Bruges since 1856. For the transportation of its ale, the brewery built a 3.2 kilometer underground beer pipeline. That's a really long beer pipeline. <laughs> Uh, as a world's first traditional top fermented ale with bottle fermentation imported by Viten Importers Inc. of Chantilly, Virginia. Yeah. There you go. That's that's what we got. There you go. I knew there was something even more interesting about this beer. I was told that story a long time ago. Okay. Uh, when I first actually started working at Red Light. Yeah. I saw you nodding about, along. About the about the pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The beer but, pipeline. Uh, yeah. It all, okay. It all came back to me. That's great. Uh, so, I'm I'm a bit parched, Marco. Uh, yeah. I usually intro the movie itself. Yeah. But I'll let you do it this time. What's What's the name of the movie that we're watching today? Today we 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 bear witness to a 2021 modern masterpiece. That's right. Malignant. Mm-hmm. Malignant. Yeah. Um, a James Wan film. Yeah. Of, James Wan joint. Uh, a James Wan joint of um, Saw fame. Yeah. And what what else did he do? Uh, he's got another one under his belt. Oh, he's done plenty. Well, like friend. another big 
Big movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. James Wan is actually from Australia, if you didn't know. James Wan. Conjuring. The Conjuring, that's right. And apparently Insidious. That makes sense, because he's just like, I'm just going to use the same actors. And Aquaman. We don't talk about Aquaman. you know. Man, he's really... I mean, that's why they gave him... That's why they let him do whatever he wanted with this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They gave him a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. To to play around with his uh his silly horror movie idea again. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a rock and roller. I'll tell you what. Rolling and rocking. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to like run down his stats? I'll crack these open and pour them. Uh sure. Yeah, yeah. Let I me look the... up his filmography. Yeah. Let me let me do that for us real quick. Um okay. So according to IMDB. According, to, I said according to IMDb. He said it. You said it. Uh, he said it. Okay, so he's produced a ton of major movies, but we won't count that. We're going to go strictly for his directing. Uh, he did Malignant, uh, Aquaman, the MacGyver TV series, apparently. Didn't even uh, know that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Conjuring 2, Fast and Furious 7. That was the one. That's the one that I was, that yeah, I was misremembering. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, he, I know he's in... Yeah. He's in there. Insidious Chapter 2, The Conjuring, Insidious Number 1, a movie called Doggy Heaven. Doggy Heaven. <laughs> a movie called Death Sentence, uh, Dead Silence, with a puppet. Uh, oh, yeah. Saw, the Saw short film. He really likes his puppets, too. And that's pretty much it. That's that. He had a student film before that. But, um, yeah, I mean... Meteoric rise, you could say. Yeah. After a couple of fumbles there, um, yeah. I mean, it, it feels like Hollywood is is firmly entrusting James Wan and whatever he wants to do. The man's been on a tear. Uh, yeah. Ever since. Yeah. Really, really. As soon as we start recording, she was fine this entire time. The whole time. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, okay. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yours I got all the way through, and then this bubbled up on me. Oh, I see. Maybe well, it was the the narrowness of the glass, but... Cheers. Oh, thick. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Sweet googly moogly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. As, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, as we were saying, we watched this film because... Uh, last week was so unentertaining. I, <laughs> I I will say I have seen this film before, and I wanted to bring it up as sort of a uh, an olive branch. Yeah. Of like, I'm sorry. Let's watch something fun now. That's 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 nice of you. And I mean, straight off the straight off rip, straight off rip. Did I succeed? Was it more fun than last week? <laughs> I need to know. Yes, <laughs> that's good. Uh, it it it, yeah, definitely made up for. So here's the thing, I didn't really understand the movie's tone. Yeah. For for a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like normal. Yeah, it took it took me a second to really understand like what was uh, not not what was going on. I mean, I, that's the point of the movies, sure. but the tone itself, I was like, I don't really get. Am I supposed to be frightened? Am I supposed to be 
laughing at these characters, uh-huh. this, the, the, the things that are ensuing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it took me a second to get my bearings, but once I did, uh, I, had, I had a good time. It yeah. Was, it was fun. I don't know if you remember this, and I may have said it on the podcast itself, but I didn't like this movie the first time I saw it. Yeah. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that I didn't know what tone I was supposed to be watching it with, yeah. if you will. If there's a watcher's tone, you know, like I, I think I there's a watcher's tone. I didn't get it. I didn't get it at first. <laughs> and the longer I spent away from it, the more I got it and the more I was able to really turn around and embrace it fully. Yeah. Not to not to spoil what, you know, what rating I'm going to give it later on down the line. But I want people to know that I, I upon first watch. If uh, if you guys didn't enjoy it as much as we may, I didn't either. And I want you to know that. <laughs> You're not alone. You're not alone. Uh, and, you know, I need to explain, too, time and place for this this movie was everything. Because I feel like it would have killed in theaters. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, instead, unfortunately, it was a, uh, well, the HBO Max at the time. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was an HBO Max drop. Oh, yeah. And I'm not sure if it ever got, like, a wide theatrical release. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. I'm not sure. Forgot all about that. Get down. Get down. Go. Go. Out. Out. This dog's ruining everything. Yeah. We can't have anything. She just stood up in the kitchen like she was a person. (laughs) They'll never know. (laughs) Um, Just looking for shit to fuck with. If she started walking backwards, I'd really start freaking out. (laughs) Yeah. Um... But yeah, so all that being said, it is I what I would what I would call a divisive movie. Yeah. It got decent reviews overall. It got like a 70% Rotten Tomatoes. Again, not that that's the barometer for everything. But uh, you know, good to know. And yeah. So, I feel like we just have to get through the plot real quick for people uh who haven't seen it but don't want to see it. Yeah. But I recommend you give it a watch. Yeah. It's on Max. Go watch it. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to do, I'm going to really put this in a nutshell. Okay. If I can. Yeah. Um, so there's this woman, Madison. Mm. Uh, she begin. well, she has a terrible relationship with her husband. Um, he gets murdered. And she thinks that there's an intruder in the house that murders him. So that kicks off the entire investigation with the cops. They start looking into it. There are more murders that happen, but murders. each of these murders, murders, Madison has like a first person perspective into and can see the murders happening as they're happening. Um, but it's not like she's watching what's going. I, I shouldn't say first person because actually her surroundings turn into the murder, murder victims' houses or wherever they're getting murdered. Yeah, which is done by a pretty cool effect, which you can tell that's where the money's going for it. Yeah. Um, for the movie, and so uh, that leads Mood. her to know things that she shouldn't know. Mm. The cops kind of pick up on that and start to think that maybe she's the one who's doing these murders. Um, we come to find out that she was essentially given up to a 
uh, science lab, <laughs> if you will, um, and had a parasitic twin uh, attached to her on the back of her head. Um, and yeah. well, what was that legend? The Mandrake? Is that what it is? Mandrake? No. I, I think yes. There's there's this this legend that um, turned out not to be true. As many legends are not. Um, that's actually referenced in Harry Potter. You know the guy with the head, the face yeah. in the back of his head. That was well, like, isn't that Voldemort? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but okay. but I'm saying like, <laughs> oh, don't say that name. Uh, but there, that came out of actual like legend, where there was this legend of a guy who who called this parasitic twin on the back of his head the devil, oh. and it would like when he was sad, it would laugh. When it would laugh, he was sad. You know, like that sort of thing. Gotcha. Um, what is she tearing up? Um, I can't tell to be honest with you. <laughs> Looks like a washcloth. I don't care. Yeah, okay. Uh, but anyway, so I think that's where they got it from, the, the inspiration. But anyway, she, she has this parasitic twin uh, that has been uh, mostly cut out of her body when she was younger. Uh, but it's been kind of like hiding within her skull because they like closed it up essentially when she was a, a young teen. Pushed, pushed it, it in, in her head. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of sealed it off because completely removing it would kill her because it's a parasitic twin. Mm-hmm. So when her, when her abusive husband pushed her against the wall and knocked her head against it, it reawakened this twin that was hibernating the entire time. We come to find out that she, she's been having failed uh, uh, pregnancies, and uh, we find out that it's actually been this parasitic twin that's been kind of just uh, uh, in hibernation and feeding off of the babies that she's trying to produce yeah. the entire time, which adds in a level of sinisterism to him. Sinisterism. Uh, sinisterism. Uh, his name is Gabriel. Sinistrism. Uh, and it's not just that he's an evil guy, but he also has supernatural powers. Yeah. So he can control electricity, uh-huh. and he speaks through electricity as well. Yeah. So he can, like, call you on the phone, for instance. <laughs> yeah. So that's never really explained, but that's why, like, she was in this experimental hospital unit, I guess, because she was, like, a special... Freak of nature, <laughs> right? Quote unquote. Um. Anyway, so we find out that this entire plot has been for Gabriel to get back at all of the nurses and doctors who tried to cut him out of uh, uh, her life, essentially, yeah. to to remove him. It's just been this this uh, vengeance plot. Uh. Okay. To kind of sum it up at the end, (laughs) she is able to flip the script on him because they share the same brain and is able to get the willpower, I guess, to Uno reverse card uh, the the mental game that he's been playing on her this entire time. Yeah. To now kind of imprison Gabriel. Frank! To to imprison, excuse me, to imprison Gabriel in, in his own like mental cell. Yeah. Until next time. Well, yeah, because she, I don't know if you said this, but like she's the one who's been committing the murder murders. Technically, physically, her body has. uh, That's a great point. I did not bring up, and I I thank you for bringing it up. (laughs) This entire time, 
Gabriel has been taking over her body <clears throat> while putting her in like a comatose state mentally. Right. And literally, literally like reversing her body structure. Right. So like, like her it, arms it, are backwards. Earlier <laughs> in the movie when, when he's he's revealed pretty early on, but he moves in a very unnatural way. Very there's weird. No, there's no explanation as to yeah. why he moves the way that he does. Right. So it's actually like him controlling her body, like puppeting it backwards. Backwards, yeah. Yeah. And she and he's able to like double conjoint her arms and stuff or yeah. whatnot and walk backwards. It's really gross. Um, <laughs> it's really gross. Uh, but yeah, so she's able to con- confine him in his own like mental brain cell, if you will. Yeah. And uh, we get a little, you know, hint towards the future of them making a sequel potentially where you see a... A light bulb and you hear it flicker you yeah. don't even see you hear it flicker at the end uh but his her her birth mother is still alive and her stepsister is still alive yeah by the end of it and that's yeah we don't know that. if the the detective made it do we they don't reveal if he made it because he just throws a knife yeah, I assume because they got him on the shoulder. You know, the shoulder the shoulder wound is not usually fatal. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that. Yeah, that's that. In a nutshell, that's the story. There's, there's, you know, actually not that much more to it than that. There are nuances. Nuance. There are details. Nuance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so let me just explain here. The reason why I didn't get it was because I wasn't watching it through the, like the lens of it being like a Dario Argento movie, yeah, and being like really over the top and like it taking itself seriously, but us not necessarily having to take it so seriously. Well, it it, it I think that it's it's James Wan's fault. Mm-hmm. It, it, the rules that are set out in the movie aren't really. I guess it's not really explained in the beginning, you know, the kind of rules that we're setting out. And then, um, because, because like, some stuff, like, okay, so, like, at first, it's an entity that she can see. At first, you think it's, like, a ghost or yeah. something. Like, an evil spirit. Why? Because it's a James Wan movie. <laughs> if you know anything about I mean if you know anything about like modern horror movies he sets it up in a way that feels like it's going to be like a ghost. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't make any sense though in the context of the movie. That's what I'm saying like he I think he kind of breaks his own rules mm-hmm. because the twist is that she's committing these murders. Right. And uh so why given what we see in the intro she couldn't have done those things. So right. There's no way for us to know that, like to to think, like to deduce that she was doing yeah, those things. Yes, exactly. And that's right. anytime that there's a twist in a movie, I feel like it's cheap if you can't make that deduction based on the evidence that's given to you, i.e. the movie. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you get to the end and it's like, but it was actually the wife. Yeah, and right. you're like, yeah, but there's you you gave no breadcrumbs. There's nothing. I mean, sure. halfway through the movie, I did make that Put connection. Together, yes, yeah. and then when they do the reveal, I like the way that they did the reveal because I didn't think he was actually. 
attached her. to her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that the idea was like he was taking over telepathically somehow. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, but I did feel like she was the one committing the murders. I think that was pretty pretty clear once yeah, like about halfway yeah, through yeah. the movie. Uh but yeah, I yeah, the first like 30 to 45 minutes it's it's not you know, I would it would be impossible for you to guess that it's actually her committing these murders. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true, but you know, the thing is, I didn't feel like it was that cheap per se because I feel like that's part of the twist in a way where it's like we anticipate it being this way and it's not that at all. Like that's not the movie we're watching. So, I mean, maybe it helps if you know who James Wan is and you're kind of expecting one thing and you get something else. Yeah. Because they do explain it away pretty tidily where they're like, we're seeing what she's seeing. Yeah. And that's how she's able to, like, function. Yeah. Is because uh, Gabriel kind of pulls the wool over her eyes every time he's doing a murder. For the most part, and like you know, separates her from him. Yeah, to do those murders. Um, but I get what you're saying because like it, like like there's the there's the moment that she sees us like a ghost. Uh, when you know, when before she locks up the door and everything, she sees a ghost, mm-hmm. and like the doors keep open. Oh shit! Let's knock that over. The doors keep opening. You know, in the beginning, sure. Like sure. the first thirty minutes of the movie, it's like sh- it's like a ghost story. Yeah, the doors open, the windows she sees open. Like a, she sees like yeah, like a the figure, figure under what, the light. What was that? Just her? Ha- what? What was that? That didn't even make any sense. <sighs> yeah, she that... didn't see herself standing outside to creep herself out. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, so ah! what, Frank? Yeah. So it's not like she, uh, you know, if she saw more, um, if that was like part of it, like she. Had visions of him. Yeah. Then I guess that that would kind of explain it more. That's fair, But yeah. she has visions of... I mean, I guess she has an out-of-body vision of... But then but then, how can she see... That doesn't make any sense either. Because how could she have seen... How could she have a vision... How could she have an out-of-body vision when she's the one committing the murder? Because I think he takes over the brain... And makes her sort of the back seat. So we're essentially what I've what I interpreted was is we're seeing what Gabriel has been seeing this entire time before he was reawoken. Yeah. So he's been in the back seat, like literally seeing what's going on like away, <laughs> you know, like as a third person perspective yeah. of yeah. everything. But why? That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I think in the movie, I think it would. It doesn't been... make literal sense, no, because no. he's not separated from the body. Yeah, unless we're talking about like a spiritual being. I th- I think that it would have been better or clearer if, when she has these visions, it's her committing the murders. And yeah. Then and then she wakes up and she's like, "What have I know, done?" Right. Yeah. And then, but has then like she wakes up back in her or house something. or something, or she doesn't even have to be like, she doesn't even have to know. Or have I've have like physical evidence of, of what she'd done. She could still have visions of somebody else committing the murders. That's but right. like she should be the ones committing them in the visions. And then when she wakes up, she could be like, you know, I saw this happen. It, you know, it was yeah. like I was there. It was like I was doing it. That reminds me actually a lot of, uh, do you know the series VHS, the horror series? Yeah. Uh, there's a new one. I don't know if you've seen it mm-hmm. on Shudder. Um, plug, plug, plug. <laughs> plug, 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 plug. But um, there's one not to spoil anything, but there's one that is just about that is like somebody has like 
a dream in a first person perspective of murders. Yeah. And that's the only way they can kind of solve them is based on that person's dreams. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah. yeah, I think that would make a lot of sense. I think that that would. Because her watching it take place doesn't make sense because she's technically on the back of his head. So she should be just seeing like the ceiling, the ceiling yeah. as, as it's happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And not being in like like the part where the detective finds her and she's in the vision and she's like, you know, he's still there. She's looking at the detective enter the room post like the murder happening. Mm-hmm. And he's actually like on the ceiling. Yeah. It like, you know. Just it wouldn't make sense in perspective of yeah. where so that, literally her eyes are. Right. So that kind of like confuses the it 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 it, it confuses your like perception of mm-hmm. events. And so what's actually happening. Yeah. 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 I mean, I know like we're in the nitpick section. So sure, sure. It's it, it, this is know. this is the part of the movie that I really don't care about. You know, like yeah. it, it's fine. Who like okay. We're in the understanding that this is what happens when the murders happen, right? Yeah. That's just what the universe is. That's that, that that's what it doesn't bother me a lick on second viewing. Yeah. Um, well, it's my first viewing and it bothers me. It bothers the understandable. Hell out of me. Understandable. Yeah. But, you know, for me, I'm, I'm going to start with some of my positives here. No, why are you starting with positives? We start with the nitpicks, then you go to positives. <sighs> okay. More gonna... nitpicks. All right. All right. So, nit- nitpicking. I think it struggles to find its tone, and I. L- it's tough because it's also a benefit in a way, because I like how weird it is. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so uniquely itself, and it, it's something that I've thought about a lot since my first viewing that I really didn't like upon first viewing was like, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> like, is this, yeah. like, it, it's not even in like a Twin Peaksy way because at least that has like a tone that it like settles over the entire thing. It's always kind of eerie. Yeah. Even when it's slapsticky, like there's always like the, the thread of something outside of it. This one was like, all right, we're, we're like, this guy is always getting hit on by all the girls or always hitting on the girls. Yeah. And like, you know, there there are uh, like legitimate action sequences in the movie as yeah. opposed to it being just like a, a horror slasher. No, dude, when when you know when we're in like the back half of the movie and it's like revealed and we're <laughs> yeah. just like that that scene in the in the, the Gabriel station, just goes hog wild. No, and 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 it's like like legitimate fight choreography. It's an action set piece. Yeah. And it's and awesome. It's like, what is what is happening? <laughs> but it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit at all. It doesn't fit according to what the movie we think we're watching is. Yeah. Because there are plenty of really high quality scares. There are plenty of high quality visual scares in it as well. Lots of good tension built. Yeah. I feel like, like it does a really good job of being a traditional horror movie in that sense. I mean, it, I, James Wan knows what he's doing, right? He's he's made some cla- modern day classic horror movies. He yeah. knows what he's doing with building tension and horror in those sequences. But it it builds up to this crescendo of just violence, and yeah. it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. But in a way that now, like, I really enjoy. Like, it's 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 fun for me. You're sneaking into positives. I don't I, like. Sorry. I know what you're doing. <laughs> sorry. You're trying to backdoor into positives. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, I, I, but there are, a, there are a, at least a handful of things that I feel like don't work within the movie itself. And a lot of it is like, 
it it's tough to really pin down what they're going for, especially in the first like quarter of the movie. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they they kind of get their feet underneath them and like from midway on. Yeah. And they start figuring out like you know what the tone is, what we're doing here. It's kind of corny, it's kind of cheesy, but it's like a throwback and you know still really visceral and and violent, but can be scary <gasps> yeah so the the misdirect of the first 30 to 45 minutes doesn't work given the context of the rest of the movie sure like the rest of the movie could be considered more of like a slasher thriller yes which i would be happy with because once like gabriel's revealed pretty early on which was another thing that i thought was really strange until you get into the back half of the movie, and I'm like, well, it's not really a horror movie per se. Sure. Because he's been revealed so quickly that he's not really that scary. Like, leaning into him being uh, more of a phantom yeah, longer yeah. probably would have worked better to heighten, like, the, uh, the horror aspect of it. Like, these sure. people getting murdered Hunted. in these grisly ways yeah. by this what what is seemingly an entity and not yeah, yeah. that that there metaphysical part of it I, or I supernatural was, part of uh, it another another critique is there weren't enough victims for them to kind of like lead it like to, to yeah to build it more up. people definitely should have died there's one of the cops should have died there were two there were two two people that were his his focus really yeah the third one got away you know like yeah I, I wish there were more people that we could have maybe established early on in the flashback of, like, people who fucked with him. Yeah. Like an orderly who was, like, really mean to him or yeah. something, you know? Um, and, I think, and I think one of the cops should have died. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it, it's like, I understand that we, we build them up. We build a rapport with them so that we like them. Right. And then but you kill. You got to kill one. You got <laughs> to kill at least one. Yeah. Don't make us like these people, and yeah. then like they survive. Both of them survive. No, you got to kill at least one, so the other one becomes grisly and like tough. Yeah. And is like this guy needs to die. Yeah. And then goes it really should have been Shaw too. Should have been Shaw because the you think <sighs> yeah. that the bitchy mean detective is the one who's obviously going to get killed. Sure. Uh, and then it, and then it happens to be Shaw. Yeah. The charming. Uh, the charming Keanu young Reeves stand in. Yeah, the charming young handsome detective. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, that was the other thing. Another thing that I didn't that I didn't like was the uh, the 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 Shaw's Shaw's partner. Um, uh, fuck, I forgot her name. The black detective, <laughs> the black woman, the Wanda Sykes stand. The Wanda Sykes stand in. Yes. Her skepticism just doesn't make any sense given the given the events of the movie. Like after a while, you're like, "What? What more do you need to see?" Sure, yeah. It's kind of it's like it's frustrating. It's one thing for a horror movie, for for like you know Regina Moss. Regina Moss. That's not her. That's her. Oh yeah, her character calls her Reg. That's right, Reg. Um, Yeah, it's another thing. Nicole Brianna White is her real name. It's one thing for a character to hear a bump in the night. And uh, Frank, come here. It's one thing for a character to hear a bump in the night and go investigate. That's a silly thing that people do in movies, but it's a trope, and it gets it builds the tension, sure. and it gets us where we need to go. Sure. The skepticism after a while is just like, okay, she, she's described these murders. She's given you what the murderer looks like. Now yeah. the murderer has called you where it happened. while she's sitting right next to you. Yeah. In any In any other event, you would be like, well... All right, that's fishy. Why would yeah, I? Yeah. Like, she doesn't need to be locked up. If if anything, she needs to be 
supervised even more. Yeah. They just yeah. put her in lockup. And then for some reason, the guard is like in another building. Dude, that scene. Yeah, that scene, although it was awesome, yeah. like her killing everybody and like the big, big reveal of, oh, it's been her the whole time. Yeah. Because that's when we that's when we get the big reveal. Yeah. It's like, she, you know, which I don't know if you realize has Zoe Bell in it. <laughs> No, no. Yeah. Who who was she? Where were, she was the the woman with the uh, the mullet. She was who was picking on her the entire time. Yeah. That was Zoe Bell. That was Zoe Bell. Yeah. They, oh, they wow. put some makeup on her. She was she didn't have her Australian accent. Yeah, she's Australian, right? I think no, Zealand. No. She's New Zealand because oh, remember she's, they make a big deal about she's that an Aussie. That. No, <laughs> <laughs> in, she's uh, a Kiwi. And um, oh no, wait, is she? Maybe she's Australian. No, no, she's New Zealand. Yeah, she's from yeah, New Zealand because she's, from, she's a Kiwi. She's yeah, a Kiwi. Because, I'm so sorry, Zoe uh, in, Bell. In, in, um, Death proof. Death proof. They yeah. make a they yeah, make a yeah. note of that. I'm, I should have known. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oof. Well, now you're never gonna get that date you've always wanted. <laughs> it's okay. I just want a handshake. It's, it's gonna be really tough because she's a stunt actress. Yeah, she's gonna be upset with you. Yeah, Ooh. probably break my hand. Aussie. Honestly. You never call an Aussie a Kiwi. A Kiwi. And a Kiwi and Aussie. It's true. That part was like, uh, just, it was just, you know, obviously, first of all, super frustrating that the guard took so long to get there, but also like, right. Yeah. Why, why is, why is she in lockup? Yeah. You know, it's a just, woman in bell bottoms with an Afro. Yeah. And, a bunch of other people that look like 80s punks. Yeah. And, and like, the first thing you said when we saw everyone and all the women in lockup was, when's this set? <laughs> yeah. Which is the first thing I thought, too. Is there a point to that? No. <laughs> it's just so because they're, they're... it's weird. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know why. I, I'm glad the scene is there. And I think, like, it may be an homage to, like, 70s cinema. And, you know, another another kind of wink and nod to where James Wan's pulling his inspiration from on this. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, there there are there there are so many Argento direct pulls like the 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 coloring in this movie. Anytime like you see that red glow on anyone. Yeah. That's Argento. Yeah. Like immediately. It's, yeah. it's ripped directly from Dario Argento. Um, so I feel like, you know, James Wan may have been like, let's make this scene just. Uh, an allusion to the 70s for whatever reason, you know, yeah. it's like make it feel like it fits within that Argento style. Yeah. I don't know why else he would do that because <laughs> God help him. I don't know what else he could have <laughs> been doing with that scene other than it just being awesome. But, you know, he didn't need to put people in like period outfits. Yeah, that was that was strange. Yeah, I do. Uh, I thought. At first, I was like, "What? What is happening?" Because every time she, she was bleeding from the back oh, of her yeah, head. Yeah. I'm like, "What? What the fuck? Yeah. That's not what happens with a head." Like she sure. was at the, but the thing is, she was at the hospital for like a day. That, <laughs> so here's another nitpick, and then we can move on from possibs because this is my last nitpick. I, okay. I think. Okay. Which is her body. She had three quarters of a person on the back of her right her yeah. back was was his back yeah they were sharing and he had arms no, her, her back was his front 
No, their backs. They're sh- well, yeah, yeah. I guess his front. They shared a back, but he, had, he was he on had the little opposite claw side. hands. Yeah, he he had little like uh, shredder arms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, he had a whole face and everything. So when they do the surgery, right, they chop him up basically. Mm-hmm. They chop As, off his arms. Yeah, and they, they and cut his face down, and they make a point to say like. You know, we did as much as we could, but we have to leave the head there as most of the head because, like, if we chop out, we'll leave, we'll give her permanent brain damage, which is yeah. very convenient. Sure, you know, plot point. So they push him into her skull. <laughs> they literally go, yeah, and they're just like, Ugh. and then they sew him back up, yeah. right? Sew okay. her skull up. And that, I mean, and this part, I guess, can transition us into the positives because okay. it's like, on the one hand. It's a nitpick because I'm like it does. It just doesn't make any sense. Every time he he takes over, he pushes his head out, out of, of her, her skull. Yeah, and then when when he's not around, what her her skull just closes back up. You the doctors wouldn't have checked the head injury that she sustained yeah. like a day. No, that night. That night yeah, they got the, into the a first fight. Time it happened. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when she goes to the hospital, they wouldn't check the giant like gash in her brain. Like they would have found. They would have found Gabriel. Sure. But then, then again, on the other hand, the movie, once I realized like how weird yeah, yeah. and what he it was doesn't going matter. for, it doesn't matter. It doesn't and that's matter. really, and at that point. No, you can let it go. Yeah, and that's you what I did. let it go. <laughs> so I just needed to point those things out because they did bother me in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but once you get, you know, halfway through the movie, you're just like, it doesn't matter. It does, it really none, doesn't. none of that matters. It really doesn't. Some wild stuff happens after that and you're like, it just, yeah, the, no, yeah just okay. I'm not, I'm not. All right. Yeah. All right. Fine, fine. Uh, I just, you know, I just don't like when a movie doesn't have any rules. You know, I just sure. think that that's a, I think that that's a big, big flaw, especially in horror movies. You have to abide by the rules you set. And he, he just, although I enjoyed the movie, I did. Yeah. Spoiler alert, I liked the movie, so it's gonna get a positive rating. But I don't like when, because when you set rules and then you break them, then you can just do anything. Sure. That's why movies like Friday the Thirteenth, although they're enjoyable, they don't work. When he just it, not, the rules get broken all the time. Every time he comes back, you're just like, well, then what was the point of the last three movies? Yeah. If you're just gonna break the rules, you know. Same thing with like Halloween. It doesn't. Freddy works because he. The point is that he breaks the rules. He goes in and out of reality. You know, he's in and out of uh, consciousness. Yeah. You know, like the point well, is e- that he even, can do that. Even even Freddy has broken his own rules. Excuse me. There are some of the movies that don't stick to certain rules within that universe where right. like some movies if you're in the dream and you pull something, you grab it yeah. and wake up. Yeah, you, and you can pull it out it. of the dream, yeah. Other ones you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, see that's and that's so <laughs> and you, you just you can't do that, man. You yeah. can't do that. You can't set rules and then not and within then break a franchise. Them. Like you have to like I understand like if you're talking about like the vampire genre. Yeah. You can set whatever rules you want, but they need to be set. But then yeah, exactly. And you need to stick to them. Like you can't like you you can't go Vampire movies are a good example because from one franchise to the next, it's like silver works, then silver doesn't work. Right. Crosses Spain. work. But then, yeah. But within the movie. Crucifixes, but no, not crosses. Yeah. You can't, you can't, within the same franchise, have one vampire yeah. not abide by the rules of sure. the other vampires. Yeah, yeah. Unless, you, unless you explain to us why he's able right. to break the rules. You can't so just be like. the daywalker. Yeah. Yeah. 
So in this movie, it just I, I just don't like he's you know set certain rules. Like what what is the what is even the how is he so supernaturally strong? He doesn't even have a body. He does what and where do the powers come from? Well, and that's they I, just leave that in the air I, of just like I, he's I, this supernatural I, being. I will say. That's one of the one of my last nitpick <laughs> before we get into it is that that last sort of quote where she has where she's like, yeah, I can lift this heavy machinery because it's been me, my body the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's still just a human body. Yeah. Like, how is he able to like puppet your body to be like this Spider-Man, essentially, right. that can jump around, has supernatural strength. He's facing backwards. He has to break her arms to even use them. Right. Like, it would have gone a long way for her to be, like, in the daytime being like, oh, man, my joints really hurt. Like, what? Right. Or, like, see bruises on her arms. And like, what's going on? Right. You know, like, something like that would have helped. And also story. him being more of, an, like, a killer in the shadows yeah. would have worked better, too. Sure. Because she's just a woman yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. So Whoa. Just a woman. I mean, you know. They're not. I'm not Stop even. Stop it. <laughs> uh, yeah, given, just a person. Given given like, given, given Gabriel's supernatural powers, I, I, it doesn't really break the rules because the rules aren't set in that regard. But it does it does make it harder for you to uh, discern if it's uh, Madison the whole time because she's just a normal person and sure. he is base he basically has superpowers. He does. Super strength and, and being able to control electricity, electricity and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. He has superpowers. Yeah. yeah. So He's supernatural. It would have, I think it would have worked better if like she, if she exhibited abilities. Sure. She like, does. If she was like a psychic or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. So she does the, she breaks the lights when she gets frustrated. But that at, point, at that point, they reveal Gabriel is real. Right. So then you're like, well, who is then, it really? Yeah. So that, yeah. So. Yeah. All right, I think we can get into the positives. Okay, well, <laughs> the the positives for me, uh, I mean, are strictly within, like, I feel like Gabriel as a horror character could definitely work as, like, an icon. I think, like, his design, his entire, like, backwards movement <clears throat> was so, like, uniquely creepy to me. Yeah. And I, I love the idea... Of Gabriel being the reverse of his twin and using the award that the doctor that essentially like killed him, tried to kill him uh, as a weapon yeah. to get vengeance as a really cool concept. Yeah. I thought all of that like conceptually and, uh, you know, like in, in how it actually played out really cool yeah uh, i think they could do a lot more with the, the character of gabriel moving forward is there plans to do a sequel i don't know i mean they left it open clearly for for more yeah but i'm not sure if it was successful enough for them to do that yeah um but i'm down like if they make another one i, I i'll be there because uh, i just think like that is such a a uniquely strong character in horror yeah. I, I haven't seen another one that unique that's not like 
a ghost, you know, like, right. It, like, I just find that so refreshing that it's, it's a, a backwards woman <laughs> and with, yeah. with like supernatural strength and can control electricity. Yeah. Like, it's just so cool and creepy looking. And it, it, it threw my mind off in a weird way when I, whenever I saw those set pieces of Gabriel, like running around and uh, I saw some behind the scenes stuff and they apparently used an actual like stunt performer who could like, work backwards in that's a way yeah yeah i saw in the credits that there was a body double for gabriel which i thought like that's that's cool they yeah yeah and whenever you see like doing that because when gabriel's <clears throat> doing his stuff like they have madison's face on the back of his head yeah and you can kind of tell that it's not a real face like yeah. it's not really her but that only makes it creepier to me it's like it looks so weird yeah like it's just off-putting and i love that concept so i feel like that's like the strongest thing i can promote about this movie is that like the the idea of a uh, a backwards man a backwards man yeah i can do things as fast as you can <laughs> you know like that in a horror movie is just so unique and weird and off-putting and I feel like they can do a lot more with that character moving forward if they decide to yeah um, so yeah that's my biggest thing and the fact that it's so like amorphous and weird uh, is actually a benefit yeah I feel so I uh, yeah I liked I liked how sort of off base it left me yeah even upon second viewing yeah Gabriel's Gabriel's character design is really original and that's like my biggest positive takeaway from this movie is that it is really original yeah and it's hard to do an original horror movie in the modern era yeah. there's been so many uh horror movies and like i can't think of one obviously like you said there's there's these homages that he that one clearly pays but the concept itself and the execution is pretty pretty original yeah and like the tone, we've talked a lot about how weird and 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 um, inconsistent the tone is. But at the same time, it's like I've never seen a horror movie that like was also an '80s action movie. Yeah. It gave like this weird, like the, like the 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 score. Yeah, uh, you there's know, synth, keeps, lost synth. Yeah, in and it. it keeps coming back in, and like this musical motif that that is used throughout the movie keeps coming back. Which in. is, I don't know if you've realized, where's my mind? No, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize it's, that. it's constantly. Yeah, they have it like an original Makes arrangement sense. of "Where's My Mind." Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, fitting. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, and yeah, the action set piece, even though it was like fucking batshit insane. <laughs> at at that point of the movie, you've kind of already. If you haven't turned it off. Yeah, you've given yourself up to what sure, you're watching. Sure. So at that point, you're like, "This is insane. This is awesome." <laughs> yeah, like it's just such a good scene. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I didn't really like the act actors and actresses. I th I thought they all kind of were not very convincing, except for the uh, younger sister. I thought she was pretty good. I thought she did really yeah. well. But like everybody, yeah. I wasn't really that um, enthralled by anybody except for the gabriel voice actor and yeah. uh the younger sister um maddie yeah. maddie maddie yeah that's the actress's name right maddie something ironic because the character's name is madison maddie ha hassan 
as Sydney Lake. Um, trying to think if there's if I got any other positives. The kills were really good. Yeah, some some good uh, gore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like like you said earlier, there should have been more. There, yeah. there should have been yeah. at least one more. I think so to kind of really tie it all together. Yeah, he should have been able to get his hands on like an like you said an orderly or like uh, one of the cops or I would like have a, liked or maybe even the mother, like yeah. finally get his. You know, I like. The misdirect at the end when when he actually when he kills, uh, the uh, yeah, and then and then uh, kills the mom, mm-hmm. I kind of was like, I was okay with that. I really Good. was like, I like it happened, and then I thought I thought she was gonna take over after yeah. those two events happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like obviously the twist kind of it got me the, sure. the second twist. Sure, sure, sure. But like when it happened in those moments, like the two like the beat before it's revealed <laughs> yeah. that that she that she flipped it on him. I was like okay with it. I was like, that's yeah. that's pretty fucked up yeah. that he that he let that happen. That uh uh you know the sister gets killed and the mom gets killed. I'm like, damn, he really took it there. Yeah. And then they take it back, and I was I was a little disappointed. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie. I was mm-hmm. like, eh, they should have just killed the sister. Yeah. And and the mom. If you're gonna you know let it t- let it go that far, let it go that far. Yeah. Uh, I'll go back to a nitpick for a second. Okay. You kind of have to. You, you got to give me more than just the fact that like. She just decided now that she can control the powers too. You got to give me more than that. Sure, sure. There had to be some kind of uh, awakening or something, you know. Like, I guess it was the motivation of he was killing her babies the whole time. Yeah, but I guess like that snapped her out of it because that was the last thing that. But he was about to said. kill her sister too. That wasn't right. enough. That no, wasn't enough motivation. No, it kind no. of when you do that, it go. It, it makes you question. It's like, how much do you love your sister? If like that wasn't enough, <laughs> she's to not my real sister. No, but seriously. But then when you bring up the babies, that's when she's finally like. It's kind of like a. I know this is gonna this is gonna be really nerdy, but I'm gonna do it anyway. When <laughs> Goku goes Super Saiyan, uh-huh. it's only after Krillin dies. Sure. Right. Everybody else gets fucking murked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I can't believe you're doing this. But when ho- when his homie, yeah. his ride or die gets got, yeah. that's when he finally is like, you've gone too far. Yeah. And if I'm all the other characters, I'm like, dude, <laughs> you couldn't you could have gone Super on. Saiyan when he fucking blasts. Like Vegeta's sitting there like, hey, he fucking put a hole in me, brother. <laughs> you watch this happen. Yeah. Like, damn, son. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was a little, you know. Convenient. Yes, convenient is yeah. is a yeah. It's very convenient. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But still, still, still good. Yeah. Still yeah. Good. Yeah. I feel. I feel like a a a, uh, a notable increase of fun. <laughs> yeah. Compared to last week. Oh. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This this <laughs> possession was like I don't I was. It was it, a rough watch. Yeah, it, it left it me wondering, watch. like, do I understand? Like, am I one of these pe- people with uh, with no media literacy? Like, mm-hmm. do I not understand how to watch movies? And I, then I, I don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> I took a college course <laughs> on understanding cinema, and I was still like, it wasn't fun. <laughs> I don't like it. It wasn't very good. What to is me. the Cold War? Uh, <laughs> but that being said. If you had to rate it, what would you give this film? I will give Malignant. Malignant. A three and a half bottle caps. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. there was still 
far too many things in the first half of the movie that like drug it down for me. And like, I think, I think you have the benefit of a rewatch. Yeah, because for sure. like on first viewing, the conceit is revealed too late, and I kind of felt like I came into it just like I was having fun, but it took too long to get there. Sure, you know, you just like. I was like, finally, oh, I get it, I get it. But like, yeah. it's like, it's like understanding the joke too late, and everybody's already done laughing, and then you're like, oh, oh, and it was like, eh, it's it's That's over fair. now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope you get to where I'm at right now. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. All right. Uh, I feel like this is a movie that is highly rewatchable. Um, for some people, I feel like maybe like one of those that you come back to every Halloween season to rewatch because it's, it's it's just a good time. It's like a modern good cheesy horror movie. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate it for that. And yeah. uh again, a really strong villain. And I hope we see him again. Anything else to add? Uh before we get out of here. No. Okay. <laughs> Think we said enough yeah uh well this has been the one real in podcast uh uh, uh if you want to see some more of our reviews of spoopy season horror films you just gotta keep tuned yeah until next week yeah right um we have a special one next week it's a, a favorite that we both watched before and it's a it is a classic for a reason. We're not going to unveil it right now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they do want brains. Oh, That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so, I'm so excited. Me too. Me too. So I can't wait. We'll be back with you before you believe it. We love you. <laughs> I think this, this is getting to you a little bit. No, it's fine. It's fine. Before you believe it. Before you believe it. Before you believe it from Stroth Hendricks. Good night. We love you. Come back. (laughs) Before you believe it.